0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Beats Research Radio, a podcast and YouTube channel dedicated to bringing our community closer to research in the science and engineering fields. My name is Amani Salama. I'm an undergraduate student from the TMM program at UOttawa, and I'll be your host for today's special podcast episode for the TMM Science Communication course. Today, we're honored to be joined by Dr. Nikola Bordenav, an associate professor at the University of Ottawa and the principal investigator of a lab focused on dietary fibers, their interactions, and metabolic health. His group is particularly interested in the interactions between phenolic compounds and polysaccharides. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Bordenov.
1: Thank you very much for hosting me.
0: So we're so happy to have you on our podcast channel today. And to start, could you tell us a bit more about your specific research focuses and goals, and perhaps what studies your lab is currently investigating?
1: So I would answer that question at different levels. The, the first general level would be the boundary between food science and nutrition. So these are two disciplines that are very complementary. And uh, one tries to understand what makes up food, and the, um, the other tries to understand how the body utilizes food to uh, and essentially to maintain health. But there's a an interface between the two where the, the big questions are, uh, does it make a difference it How you deliver the nutrients to the body. So nutrition will say this and that nutrient are important. Uh, the food scientists will come in and say, well, but it depends on how these nutrients come in. And so uh, at that interface, this is where I'm, I'm, um, I'm trying, well, to understand a few things, particularly about dietary fibers and polyphenols or micronutrients in general. And so that's related to plant based diets. So. Fibers and polyphenols, for example, are some of the most important bioactive compounds in plants, and they're important for health. But depending on how you process the food, how you transform it, then they will have different properties. And from a very broad perspective, that's what we're trying to understand.
0: That makes a lot of sense, and it provides a nice um, insight into your research. So speaking more about your lab work, earlier this year, you were the senior author of a paper published in Food and Function that investigated viscosity development of beta-glucans in the presence of phenolic compounds. So for people who may not be familiar, would you mind briefly explaining what beta-glucans and phenolic compounds are and perhaps telling us a bit about their physiological or nutritional importance?
1: Yes. So beta-glucans are relevant to oats and barley, but they're a good model for a specific type of fibers. So I I suppose that everybody would know that fibers are important in in the diet for uh, many reasons. They maintain good gut health. Their consumption is associated with decreased risk of a lot of uh, non-communicable chronic diseases. So understanding them is important. And and beta-glucans, in that case are part of a special category of fibers they are soluble and viscous and that drives their main properties that means that when you eat oats for your breakfast in the morning throughout the digestion process these fibers will solubilize and build up viscosity in your gastrointestinal tract and that viscosity is associated with many things satiety the more viscous is the bolus, the more satiated uh, you will feel. Also, the more viscous it is, the slower the digestion will be. So it means that, for example, glucose, which is a product of digestion, will be more slowly transferred um, to the bloodstream. And so it will help have a longer and attenuated glucose uh, glycemic response to the food. As opposed to just eating sugar, well, you have a glucose spike and therefore an insulin, a high insulin response. And that thing is associated with, uh, for example, type two diabetes. Having glucose spikes and, and, and insulin spikes is, is not good. But when you have products like that, um, where these fibers, for example, by building viscosity, slow everything down. Well, you can regulate these responses. And, and this is a good thing, essentially. Now, generally, uh, so if we take that breakfast perspective, uh, people generally don't eat oatmeal just by itself. They generally have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea or orange juice. And these are types of beverages that are rich in polyphenols. We've already talked about that. And these polyphenols are interesting as well because their consumption is associated with reduced risk of chronic diseases as well. These polyphenols have the ability to modify the rate of digestion On the one hand, you've got fibers like beta glucans are very good for the kind of things. Polyphenols are very good for the kind of things. But the question is, what happens when they are together? And there was previous work where we showed that when they are together, well, it looks like they have, they don't have synergistic effects. They look like, it looks like they have antagonistic effects. So beta glucans and polyphenols would aggregate together and it will lower the viscosity of beta glucans. So it means that if you have your oatmeal and you count on that to have high viscosity and good health effects, but if you add polyphenols, there is a risk that that viscosity effect would just disappear. And that's what we wanted to verify in a complex matrix with with oats. So So that was the goal of the study to try to understand from a more realistic perspective, what could be the effect of a you know real meal, real diet uh, taking these interactions into account?
0: That paints a much clearer picture of beta-glucans and phenolic compounds and kind of how they act in our bodies, what kind of roles they play from homeostatic processes to, you know, the processes that lead to disease and diabetes, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So now that we have this context, could you tell us specifically why you wanted to investigate the viscosity development of beta-glucans? Why is that important? And how does it tie into like your overarching research goals?
1: Yes. So... The way beta-glucans work uh, in terms of building vis- viscosity and subsequent effects on health is well-known. The way polyphenols work uh, is fairly well-known as well. But so far, all these compounds have been investigated in isolation and in, in, in still to this date when, for example, if you want to evaluate the health effects of oatmeal, for example, and there's another layer of complexity in food science and nutrition, which is about, you know, not only understanding how food works, but how food works in a, in a real diet. And so we've come across that concept that in the context of a, of a complex meal, the properties of the foods may change because of their um, mutual, in, mutual interactions. So uh, the goal there was to get to a further level of complexity to understand how things work um if they work and that's probably it's probably not the first time that that you will hear that and that's generally the uh the engine of, of research will things work as we expect or not that that will be that will be it so we know that in this kind of molar breakfast we have fibers and we expect them to work by building up viscosity and if we add the polyphenols to that will it still be the case or not will things work as expected or not and so this is why the goal was to have a model breakfast with oats digest it so simulate digestion with or without added polyphenols just to see if the we would um see the same development of viscosity which is expected from oats and which is beneficial in terms of nutrition so that's uh, that was the angle that, w- that we chose there
0: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting, like studying these aspects in isolation first and then seeing if they'll, you'll still see the same results when you actually combine them and see how they interact. Uh, could you tell us a bit about the discoveries that you made through the study and highlight any significant results for us?
1: So the final viscosity after digestion, which is a very, again, very important factor driving the health benefits of beta glucans and oats. That was, again, decreased. Uh, in presence of polyphenols so that's the observation that's the, the i would say the conclusion of the uh of the study that even in a complex matrix that observation of polyphenols driving a decrease of viscosity of beta glucans uh, is still valid and in terms of implications it means that if there's that decrease in viscosity it is also because the the beta glucans and polyphenols just get together bind together and that decreases viscosity but it also means if this is true that polyphenols are sequestered by the beta glucans and therefore they're not available to have their regular biological biological activity and so we have another study that shows that that indeed when they are combined then uh, polyphenols cannot have their regular bioactivity so if you think about that from a broader perspective, it means that you've got something good, the fibers, something good, the polyphenols. You put them together and they're not able to do what they're supposed to do. Build up viscosity for the fibers, enzymatic uh, inhibition for the polyphenols. So we've got a plus and a plus and gives a minus because they, you know, by being together, they kind of be free to 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 do what they have to do so that's another thing it's studying the same issue but from the side from the point of view of polyphenols is important as well and and we're doing it
0: mm. that's fascinating um like exploring the realistic food matrix that we are actually people are actually eating and experiencing in life and then how it like affects the gut that's amazing and the the future directions that you mentioned like just exploring the Polyphenols in greater detail um, sounds really exciting. Thank you so much, Dr. Bordna.
1: Thank you very much for for that conversation. It was very very nice. Thank you for your excellent questions as well. It's always refreshing to have uh, that that kind of uh, that kind of perspectives on on our own work. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it was a wonderful chat. We really appreciate your presence on our podcast today. And thank you so much to our audience for joining us as well. On behalf of our director, Dr. Emilio Alarcon, and the whole BEATS Research Radio team, we thank you for tuning in. BEATS Radio is supported by the University of Ottawa Heart Institute, the BEATS Laboratory, and the Department of Biochemistry, Microbiology, and Immunology at the University of Ottawa. Don't forget to follow our social media platforms to hear all about our latest uploads. See you all next week. Until then, take care.